Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at Ziggy's Stockton with locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a fun episode last week, episode 120, where Ryan and I came on and we dedicated the entire episode, or most of it at least, to talking about betting and our love for betting, the thrill of it. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan. What's good? What is going on? We are back to doing our podcast on the weekend mornings. I think... uh, you know, we got away from that for a while and we're going to get back to it because I, I feel like, you know, having a nice cup of joe and getting on here and talking about the shitty ass Kings is a great way to start my Sunday morning. So, uh, you know, you just brought about bets. Just want to throw this out there. I hit on a fat fucking parlay last night. Big money, big money on some baseball uh, first half, you know, in the first five innings of the games. It was good stuff. I got to go back and look exactly who who I bet, but I. I took like the Giants on the money line, the Dodgers on the money line. Uh, I think I took the Mets on the money line, maybe. It, anyways, there was like six teams on there, but it fucking hit. So it's always a good time when you look at that bank account the next morning and you see that, you know, that that amount in there from the night before. And to be honest, I kind of forgot about it, yeah, you know, so. I went to go put in the bets this morning and I was like, oh shit, I did do that last night when I was drinking some cervezas and it did hit. So good stuff. I'm I'm excited to be here, man. It's uh already 120 episodes. That's pretty crazy. So yeah, 120. I was looking at uh let's see, I was listening where you're going. Yeah, no bets for no bets for me. No bets for me. Uh NFL preseason. I don't watch that shit. Hey, I told everybody before, I won't, I don't watch uh well, we you and I, Ryan, were kind of talking shit on the on the summer league and the California Classic as we should because it meant nothing it literally meant nothing um and we I even said there how much as much as I love the NFL I still don't watch that my beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers played yesterday couldn't give a shit I think I was I think I was just sitting there uh, bullshitting um instead of instead of doing that so but I don't know Ryan you know I, I don't know no no, no I, I should say this Getting getting into betting preseason, that's not the move. I don't think that's I don't think that's ever the move. You how, how can you tell? You don't even know. I'm not gonna bet these right now. Are, are you are you betting that right now? Yeah, you are, well, you little bastard. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we talked about this last week on the pod. I was like, I was like, man, football is I think I'm gonna be a degenerate and bet some of these preseason games. Why not? What a joke. Um, I bet the Raiders, it was that Raiders uh Jacksonville, the Hall of Fame game last week. Uh I took the Raiders, they were like Minus three and a half or something. Um, I don't remember. If, I don't remember if I won that bet or not. 
well, they went 20, 26, 21. I think, I think I won that. I ended up winning that bet. I think I parlayed it with the baseball game just for the fuck of it. So, uh, we'll be doing that again though. It's dude. It, you, you never know, man. You just, you never know. I will say this though. I watched a lot of preseason football yesterday, actually, because I did a, one of my fantasy drafts was yesterday. Um, in a new dynasty league with some of the homies and, um, first year of it. So we got together, got some pizzas and, uh, drafted my team is fucking stacked uh but i watched what was it the chiefs play and then last night the denver game just a little bit of that but uh i think my preseason days are over i can't wait till september it's gonna be interesting coming to the podcast in the morning like you said this is that early sunday morning podcast and usually you bring it in with with your drink, but no no drinking in the morning, right? So I guess this is going to be a sober show. I'm I'm gonna bet though as we go into whoa, whoa, the season. Whoa whoa, 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 whoa! Go ahead. You can't. Yeah, you can't drink all day if you don't start early, pal. Oh right. yeah, right. Get out of here. Yeah, you. <laughs> I got me a Starbucks. I got I got yeah. me a Starbucks. Little Starbucks this morning. Yeah, you're fun, dude. Uh, well, I'm sure that like once the season goes on. And those games are midweek and we hop on after a game. I'm sure we'll be back on for the afternoon one. And I'm going to get out the promo right now, Ryan, while we're rolling. Um, Yeah, we did. It's been a lot of betting talk on the show. And a lot of it is just because, uh, well, it hasn't been too much going on. And and I think our whole conversation last week kind of showed that, that um, that's one of the draws to betting is that it it put, you put a little action on something, you know, gets you a little sweaty, and that's the fun of it. So if you're if you're trying to get your way through this dead time of sports right now, uh, and you want to get a little sweaty, get a little interested in these preseason games, um, head to Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all of your favorite sports contests, and even uh, with the first uh, to market with odds and lines. Find reviews for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today to use your mobile device and join um, and make your first bet. Use the promo code Believe BLEAV50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ryan, I got a player for you this week I'm going to hit you with. We'll see. Might be tough. I was going to hit you with a. I was looking. This week was tough because I'm like, you know what? Uh, you did you did well last week. I think you got Pat Garrity last week, which was a good get. A lot of people wouldn't have got him. Um, just I don't know if a lot of people would have remembered who he was. But uh, I was trying. You know, I want. I like to give you these ones that are gettable, but are also challenging as well. Because I could fuck you and just go like 10, 10, 10 spot uh, bench player forwards in 1994 that no one gave a fuck about. And that's not the game. You know, you want to be somewhat notable. So this guy right here, Ryan, 6'4", <clears throat> 195 pounds. He's currently 53 years old to give you some context. He was drafted, okay, in 1992 in the first round, 21st overall. All right, this guy went to two colleges, University of Pacific, shout out Stockton, and then finished at Georgia Tech. That's not going to help you at all. I just want to throw that in there. All right, so 1992 is drafted by Milwaukee, played there for three years, went to Golden State for a year, Atlanta Hawks, 97-98 uh, to the Lakers, and from 99 to 2001, he was on the Sacramento Kings. Then he went to the Pistons, 01 to 03, the Nuggets, 03 to 04, 
had a little stint with the Hawks and the Rockets. 5.7 points a game. It's going to be a tough one, Ryan. Here's the two. Here's the clue because it's so, this is really fucking hard, and the clues we're not going to help you. So he's 6'4", 195. Okay, he's a shooting guard strictly, and he's white. He's a white guy. There you go. Played for he he played for the Kings. Jesus, two thousand uh, ninety eight to ninety nine, ninety nine two thousand, two thousand two thousand one. Wasn't a starter. White guy, shooting guard. What the fuck? If I'm gonna get this wrong, dude, and I'm gonna get shitted on by the whole fan base. Wow, nah, the fuck they won't know. I mean, you such a journeyman. The I mean, this guy was I get wrong. You said he played this, for the Nuggets. Played for the Nuggets, 03 to 04. You'll know him best, I think, from the Kings, obviously, the Pistons, and the Nuggets towards the end of his career. All right, well, the immediate, immediate, immediate person that jumps out is John Barry. Yeah, that's it. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Was, right. yeah, was that, was that too? Did I give you too many clues? Well, you got name the teams. The teams are what threw me off. All right. Drafted by Milwaukee? I didn't see, I didn't. Three years. I, well, yeah. But you weren't even born when he was drafted. You know, I'm looking at it. 92 to 95. And yeah, 95, I, I, 90, yeah. So it's, it's yeah, Milwaukee, Golden State, Atlanta. Yeah. I kind of helped you out a lot because as I was reading, like, bro, this is no help at well, all. The first, per- and well, I, the first person that came to mind when you were, when you were naming up before you before you did any of that, it was John Barry is the first person that came to mind because it was King's Nuggets. When you said King's Nuggets, I was like, okay, the only person that I could think of is John Barry. What other fucking white guy on Sacramento? There, there wasn't, you know. So, yeah. I'm kind of regretting giving. I'm kind of regretting giving you the white guy clue. That's three white guys in a row, Ryan. And I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really ever plan to go that direction. However, for some reason, they just keep coming. <laughs> I just keep gravitating towards the white guys. So, you know why? You I'm gonna why? exhaust all the white eight. players by next week. Yeah. Ain't nobody know them random ass white guys who play for 35 percent of the league. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna run out of them pretty soon. I'm gonna have to find a new white guy. Um, yeah, and Andre Karolinko. Maybe I'll go next next time. And then, uh, you know, you're it, missing it, some. You're missing some good wins, man. We got Jeff Hornacek. We got Gordon Gearcheck. Gordon, you know, remember Gordon Gearcheck, dude? We got there is some dudes, some Chris Humphreys action. You know, Chris go, Chris Mim, Chris Mim, University of Texas. Uh, you know, Rafe Lafrance. Oh my uh, god. Linus uh, uh, Linus Kleina was that his name from the Nuggets? Remember him back in the day, bro. Um, Greg Ostertag, Greg Ostertag, the yeah. goat. Jeff Prisbilia, Jeff Prisbilia, the, the, the Portland the product. Yes, the Portland product. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's white guys out there, and I could ramble them off all freaking day, dude. What NBA white guy? You, you know, what's amazing to me though is that like the there, there are white guys in the NBA and there's been white guys in the NBA like but there ain't no white NBA corners did you know that there hasn't been like a white NBA corner like ever or like in like 50 since, years like Jason Seahorn since Jason Seahorn yeah the Giants in the 2000s and guess where Jason Jason Seahorn ended up being a fucking safety too so it goes you know but you're but, right though he, he did Jason, yeah, Jason Seahorn for the Giants was the last corner to start an NFL football game yeah that's that's interesting he's like starting shooting guard or corner so I don't know. That's just, I mean, there's what is ran, it? There's random white dudes. You know, hey, who's your Eric? All right. Who's your favorite white player of all time? Not like a Hall of Famer, dude. Okay, just who's your no. favorite random white NBA player? Let me let me. Hear well, this, that's what I, I was have, gonna I say. A, I have a very good one. Non Hall of Famer. I have a very good one. 
Oh, well, that's what I was, I was, you know, I said last time Larry Bird was my yeah, guy, but yeah, non, I don't, non. All right. How about, how about non, you go and then I'll go second that just, just cause, uh, oh, easy, easy, dude. Easy. Keith Van Horn, bro. Six foot 10 can fucking score averaging, you know, 20 plus a game. Keith Van Horn was a straight dog. Keith Van Horn, huh? Keith I Van don't Horn even know, Keith, dude. Remember, remember, dude, Keith Van Horn back when he was with the Knicks and the Nets. Go look at his, go on basketball reference and look at his, his stat line. Six foot 10, dude, could just straight score. I don't even know if, the, if this is my favorite, but I always liked him was Chris Anderson. I mean, Chris Anderson, remember when he came out in the dunk contest and, uh, back in the day? The nuggets the bird the bird man chris yeah Anderson. dude he was kind of tight bro people you know he, fucking, he was kind of that guy's a psycho bro that he was got I, I didn't say i was trying to i didn't tr- say i was trying to kick it with a guy or like you know be like him i'm just saying he was interesting dude you know he he, he, he was in the dunk contest so jacked yeah that guy's so jacked and like tatted up on his face like he looks wild man Chris well, Anderson, really? You can't do better than Chris Anderson, dude. Come I didn't. On. I don't know, man. I never really, you know, I I never really uh was a big fan of just like non-athletic white dudes in the NBA. I I get, and that's why Chris Anderson is the only one that stood out because he could do the dunk contest on the old NBA lives. He could he had the SWAT hand, his little rim protector. And you know me, man. I've always been a little bit partial to the non-offensive, overly physical, undersized big guy. That's always been my. I've always liked that. See, so I always, you know, I always tabbed you as like a. A Memento Kerr kind of guy, you know, Memento Kerr hitting the nah. threes. He had that pack hand back on NBA Live 04 when he was with the Pistons. I wouldn't consider Memento Kerr a white guy. Well, what, what's a white guy then? Yeah, you know, like some of these foreign players, I wouldn't really throw them in that same category. Hmm. I don't know. Memento Kerr, dude, I don't know, man. It's kind of. I, I, that's kind of cheating. That's like saying, oh, yeah, yeah like Dirk. Yeah, I, I guess Dirk's a white guy, but it's just a little different. I want that dude from Iowa, that Iowa. You have to be an Iowa guy or something like that to qualify, you know? So you need like a, a, a Nick Stauskas white? Fuck white Nick guy Stauskas. from Michigan? Fuck Nick Stauskas, man. Hey, um, the King. Hey, I want to talk about something, Sacramento Kings, since we there is something to talk about. Dude, last episode we were we, we I, I kind of towards the end I had pulled off all of the like free agents that were out there and we were talking about them and I and I had said on there ooh you know Kent Bazemore maybe the Kings should take a look at I, I like I liked Kent Bazemore's here and we kind of were like yeah 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 whatever but hey the Kings went and signed Kent Bazemore so the one thing I'll say about the Kings is that they are really rounding out this end of the roster we, and we've been noting it with actual people who are actual NBA players and can play. Um, I mean to get to get Camp Bazemore this late and th- this deep of the roster, I mean that's kind of that's kind of cool. The Kings weren't making these moves these last couple of years, so, um, I mean I I like it. I can't complain. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's a like you said, dude, an NBA player. <laughs> like the guy is an M- a straight NBA player. Um, he's been with the organization. They know what they're getting with him. Uh, I, I think he he adds the much needed uh, length, a um, little bit of defense. So, I mean, l- let's be real though. Let's let's keep it you know hundred percent right now. Ken Basemore is not going to get a lot of minutes unless somebody goes down. But it's at you know at that time if in the event that that does happen, this is the exact type of guy that you want, right? Veteran, been in the league a long time, uh, been with the franchise before. You know what you're going to get. So, um, yeah, I mean. To, to be a playoff team, 
you need guys like this, right? You need to be able to sustain games where, you know, Harrison Barnes, Hey, you know, I tweaked my ankle. I'm going to sit out for this, this leg of the road trip, right? Hey, I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm, I'm going to go on this, you know, go rehab and we're fine. Bay's got it. Bay's can fill in and, and play 20 minutes for three nights, you know, um, stints, but you know, he's not a guy that's going to come out and play 20 minutes for the whole season, you know, but he's going to, uh, you know, fill a critical role. And, you know, and I hate this too. And it's so cliche. And it's, it's, you know, we talk about the show. Dude, the you, you're not going to say he's good for locker, Mario. I swear to fucking God, I'll <laughs> Dude, go no, kill myself no, right no, now. No, no, no. I was going to say you need veterans, right? Oh, like how, how they always say you're inching, you're inching towards uh, that you side. Need, you need veterans, right? You need veterans. You need veterans. Our whole we've always shitted on the Sacramento Kings because the bottom five on their roster are G League guys. Okay. You need veterans at the bottom of the roster. You do. You need guys who can come in and they, you know, play multiple roles, be a little bit of a mentor. Eric, that was for you. But oh, that, this this is what you need, dude. You need that kind of stuff. Okay. You need these kind of players. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I don't know if you want to you want go ahead. So the reason, if you've been listening to us, I guess, long enough, Ryan, people, they know how much we hate on that uh, locker room guy shit. I'm going to go to tangents around that. I'll explain my position. All right. The locker room guy shit is annoying. Anytime you're listening to a Kings, another Kings podcast or the radio or something, and they go, well, he's great in the locker room, you know? You can do what I do, and I I just yell at yell, and I just say fuck you. I, that's why I yell at the radio. Like that's a stupid take. That's just some people trying to say some shit to make people feel nice. The locker room stuff is dumb. Like if that that being an attribute, and a lot of it, I think my anger of it, yes, which I do get angry about it, is it was more because for years and years the Kings have just been ass, and and when you get into the and when you get into the nitty gritty of like we need to trade this player, we need to do this, you can always get those people who actually like chime in and like, well, you know, they're great for the locker room. So we should pay them fucking 30% over the market. Like dumb takes like that. I've heard enough to where I get all worked up about it. But anyway, about the, uh, about the whole thing about, I get what you're saying though. And, and I agree with you in that you do need, you do need players like this to come in and fill and round out the ro- the roster. And that is something we've been shitting on for the Kings for a long time is that, let's look at the last two years, right? Um, we're in, we're in preseason and, and people are, are saying, Oh, Kyle, Kyle guy, man, he, you could put, you know, probably see him in the rotation. Like, what is the fuck is that? Like the fact that we're even having this conversation just kind of shows like how bad the roster is or how bad the Kings are. And the one that really, you know, grinds my gears, right? is, is this last year, um, with Daquan Jeffries. So it's been kind of going on. And I, I actually have had this topic in my brain for a little bit. And it's it's how Daquan Jeffries got cut and he's not even an NBA player, you know, and how last year people wanted I think maybe people hated Buddy Hilt so much that they were just willing to put who whoever and their mama in the place or what I don't get it. But they they were all like Daquan Jeffries needs to play and they, you know, we need to try all these guys out and who else Ryan in the backcourt the last couple of years has been getting just just minutes that made no yeah. sense to Daqu- Daquan Jeffrey people claim you know people you know wanting Kyle Guy to get minutes um oh I mean the the recents you know Kata uh met to 
Uh, I, I think Matuzzi gets a minute this year. I, I, yeah, I, I but, was thinking you, you had people big, big. We had people at like Kata last year. Well, let's just see what we got. Yeah, I'm tired, and that's that and that's really more my point is when when you have a roster and you're literally citing fringe pl- NBA players, fringe G League guys to round out your you know roster, and you're saying well, let's just see what we got. Let's just put them in a rotation. That's where I get really. That is really where I've gotten really frustrated. And so when Kent Bazemore comes in and he rounds out the roster super late, you know, with you know even Matthew Delvadova, we'll see what whatever we'll see what happens with that, but. You start rounding out the roster with actual guys who've played in the league for some time. It's like you're saying that veteran, you know, that that just that makes it that's just a representation of your roster being better than when you're having that discussion about French guys. And I, I get they're not going to play a bunch, not going to do that, but there is one that, that that popped in my head. Remember the last year and the year before, Louis King. You know, remember remember Louis King was you know, oh, yeah. playing playing well for the Stockton Kings, and people were. Oh man, Louis King, that three and D, that's what that length, that's what we need, guys. Like it's it's shit like that where it's like, you know, I just can't handle it, dude. I can't handle when people are advocating for G Leaguers to get meaningful minutes in the NBA, dude. It drives me absolutely nuts. I don't really understand this because it's it's a weird t- like, oh, there's they're playing basketball over here, so basketball just it's going to equate basketball equals basketball G league. If they're going to do that in G league, they're going to do that in NBA. I don't really understand that. Like in what other sport and what other thing, you know, where you're looking at the, at the amateur level, do people like make that comparison with a bold face and are actually serious? Like, does that happen in baseball? Well, triple a or double a player, he's going to move over. Or does it happen in football where, whereas like, Oh yeah. College. Oh, he's just going to come over and dominate or, or look at the, the, whatever, USA, FL, whatever's going on right now, right? Oh, this guy's just going to automatically translate. It doesn't make sense to me. And like, even in the preseason, like how many times in NFL preseason are, well, we were just talking about guys playing right now. It's known like this is not real football. Like this is not a true representation of the NFL. But for some reason in the NBA, or maybe it's not even the NBA, for some reason for Kings fans, they can't differentiate that comparison. It's all in the preseason. It's like, well, this is going to, this is going to translate. Right or, or or the G League, this is going to translate. I don't really understand why why people don't like you know why that take comes out because to me it's pretty obvious like about it. If if a guy was that good, he wouldn't be in the G League, right? Why like, twenty points a game ain't translating? Yeah, I, I you know for people who you know maybe they don't pay attention enough or maybe they're not familiar with it. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me either. But you know, I'm just glad that we're not going to be. Uh, advocating for G leaguers to get a lot of minutes this year. So that, that is one positive coming into the, in, into this year over the last few years. I remember two years ago, dude, that roster was so bad that year that year we traded Corey Joseph. Remember that when we came into the league and it, or came into the season and it literally was like Corey Joseph at Baysmore, I think was on that team. Wasn't he? That was that year. And you know, a bunch of G leaguers. And it was like, Holy shit, dude, what does this roster look like right now? It was uh dude, they drafted who was the other guard? Oh man, it was Kyle Guy and who was the other one? He was kind of little shooting guard. Damn, he went to like Colorado or something. Damn it, what was his name? I can't remember. Light skinned dude. Oh man. Oh, oh while you're thinking, I forgot too. The Kings oh, they signed Quinn Cook too. Yeah, that whatever. Full shoot, that full shoots threes. Yeah, whatever. 
James. It was James. What's his first name? Remember? Remember? Oh uh, fuck! He, he didn't go to. He didn't no, go to he, 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 he had like two. He had like, he had like two first names. What's his name? He got. It just pulled it up, so yeah, people so, are yelling at us. I know, but yeah, the Kings drafted him, and like people were advocating for him to get minutes, dude. Justin James. That's Justin was. James. Yeah, he had Justin two. Justin James. Yeah, yeah. See, that's how I try to bury people. Are like, you guys didn't know that, bro. I try to bury that stuff in my head, and yes, um, yes. I try not. To, I, I, I really try not to think about those idiots. Yeah, like I, I just try to forget about that type of stuff. Well, another thing is too, as I realize as I'm getting older, like my memory for players, that one, you know, wasn't that long ago. But even shit, I remember when I was a kid. That's why the game that we play in the beginning. Uh, you know, I, I get impressed that you remember all this stuff because it's I, I knew all the information as I'm older. I'm just like losing it. I can't remember. And I was talking to, uh, you know, I have some employees that are younger. dude. They're like 18, 19, 20. We talking about basketball and they were talking about, oh, yeah, the you know, 2000. Well, they, they reference like a 2014 championship. So, you know, I'm not saying that one specifically, but they'll say stuff like that or 06. I'm like, bro, I can't fucking remember year by year who won. You know how many championships I got in my head? I have like. You know, realistically, like about 25 years of them. Yeah. I mean, I am older, but, you know, let's be fair. Like, say I was like seven or eight. I got like 25 years of championships in all sports and shit in my head. I just can't remember everything. I start forgetting stuff now. And it is kind of, it is kind of uh, uh, funny. Like, makes me feel like a dumb dumb when I can't remember. But Justin James, worth Go ahead. And I was going to say the 06 championship. That was Miami Heat, right? Yeah. That was D Wade, Miami, Miami, Dallas. Yeah, look it up. I mean, you 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 remember that's what I'm saying. You remember things a little better than I do, but you know, um, Justin James, bro. That's a you know what? That's a great example, though. How many of uh, Justin James, yeah. Quan Jeffrey? Oh, start over, start over, buddy. Why? You can hate Buddy Hill, but Buddy Hill is an NBA player. I never got. I never got. I I think that where we're going to uh, because some of the turbulent, not turbulent. That's not the right word. Let's see some of the players on there who everyone fucking blamed and didn't like. That's what I'll say instead. Like like Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald, particularly, um, aren't even on the roster anymore. And uh, in the last couple of years, a lot of the guys that people had conversations about aren't on the roster. So I'm kind of wondering. Like, I think like naturally the takes are going to get not as outlandish this season because what are you going to say? I mean, if you want to say some crazy shit, you can say some crazy shit, but. Um, I, I'm kind of thinking like, I'm kind of curious about what Kingsland's tone, I guess, is going to be like this season about players and surrounding players, because who I feel like people always like to target in on the player they don't like, and then they overhype the player that they do like, but I'm looking at the Kings roster and I, I don't really know how that's going to be, how that's going to, you know, who is that going to be is what I'm trying to say. Like, who's that going to be? And do you think those takes are going to come out? Or do you think everyone's just going to kind of focus more on the, team outcome like you get you get my question here yeah well i'll tell you straight up man i want to hear these rashawn holmes takes where are all these people that advocated for rashawn holmes all these years you know um i i want to hear what people have to say about that because you know the guy didn't finish season last year uh he's getting paid a pretty decent amount of money that you know me and you were on there and we didn't you know we were advocating against but um you know, the, the Rashawn Holmes one is is one for sure. Um, I want to hear how people react to Harrison Barnes. Um, and, oh, you know, if De'Aaron Fox comes out this year and he averages 27 points per game like he did towards the end of the year, I think it was 29, 28.9 at the 13 games he played with Sabonis last year. 
if he comes out and he does 27 or 26 a game, how do people, how do people talk about him? You know, what are you, what are you going to say? You know, can you still, for those, for those people who wanted to keep Halliburton, can you still sit here and look everybody in the face and say that the Kings made the wrong decision by keeping Darren Fox? So that's another one too, man. There's, you know, there's three good ones with Holmes, Fox and Barnes that I'm really interested just to hear people's tone on. I think that Davion Mitchell is going to get, he's going to, he's going to become kind of like a, uh, well, there's always that take. I should some rephrases where people like to project success on players without them having to do it. So that we've talked about. So what that means is that they'll just say, you know, player a over here, if, if only they played this many minutes and if only did this, then, then they'd be hella good. And, but they never, and then they, they have these debates against guys who actually have to go out there and play that many minutes and actually have to produce. And they pin them head to head. And then they, and then they like to, uh, you know, basically bring one guy down and bring another guy up. But the, the other guy, one guy never has to ever actually have to prove himself. Uh, that's a little confusing, but like an example of that was an easy one is a couple years ago, with like Bogdanovich and then buddy, like, Oh, if, if so-and-so, if he just got this many minutes, he'd be, and it's, he would be way better. And it's like, was he, and then, then Bogdanovich gets in and his stats don't even change from when he was on the bench, you know? And it's like, so everyone likes to project that success. And same thing with, was with like with Halliburton too. I guess people kind of did that, but I, I could see that happening with Davion Mitchell. I could see that people doing that because he's not going to start and he's going to, he's going to be in a deep guard rotation that hit, you know, people are going to, I think project a lot of success on him, but I really like Davion Mitchell. So that's what makes it different this year. I actually really like him. And I, I think that when it comes to the Kings roster, the I'm not gonna say he knows his place, but his place is where his place is right now, which is probably going to be an off the bench player with an occasional start who is really talented. And that's what he is. Whereas other times it was a, like the, the how how it got to the point where Tyrese Halliburton is the franchise player over De'Aaron Fox and should in the it, it, I have no clue I never understood how that happened, but uh, I agree. Harrison, the thing about Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes this year is those are guys that no one ever criticized and at times even overhyped, you know. So I, that's what's tough, man. Is people don't like to go back on themselves and they don't they don't like to they don't like to do that they don't like to go back on their takes and then people also make outlandish takes in the moment and then never there's never a time where you go backwards and actually evaluate that take and then debate it months later or years later that doesn't happen and so with those two things you're not going to hear about it i mean um you know La, I remember i went on the Cowbell Kingdom podcast right you know and for a long time you and i had Mostly me, I should say, have had gone back and forth with the the Cowboy Kingdom uh, guys, uh, Leo and and them, uh, uh, leading up to that trade deadline with Rashawn Holmes and talking about the contract and talking about all that. Right, I even went on his show when he got signed, and he got signed to the dollar amount that we had projected. And I even debated that then. And then, you know, now it's a situation where Sean Holmes looks like it's like that was a bad signing as far as even that, even the cut, the cap cut that he got. Um, even that looks like to be a bit of a hindrance to the Kings. And I think if the Kings had had their options now, they'd love to have that money free in other players. I think they would regret that signing if they had to choose. But, you know, no one wants to go back and ever revisit that point. A couple of times I've brought it up with people about the Rashawn Holmes thing on Kingsland or something like that. And everyone, no one wants to talk about it. 
No one wants to admit that. And even the thing with Daquan Jeffries a couple weeks ago, I, I was on Twitter and some guy was going hard on me with Daquan Jeffries. And I'm like, you know, you were wrong. Just no one wants to ever admit they're wrong. They don't. They want to admit they're wrong or they went too hard on a take. And I'll admit when I'm wrong, except except that like I just don't say stupid shit is a lot, I think. And I don't think no one could criticize you and me for that. We say stupid things, but they're not that wrong. And so Rashawn Holmes and Harrison Barnes are just examples of that. When the, when most of the fan base went through the last two to three years just fucking hyping this guy super hard and overvaluing this guy super hard, it's going to be really difficult for most of them to sit here collectively and have like a real conversation about how not valuable he is and how much he's just a role player. Because what they'd be doing is just admitting to fucking everybody like us that they were wrong. And no one wants to do that. And, and I think that's why we're not going to hear that when it comes to these types of players this year. And honestly, for me, I'm not going to bash Rashawn Holmes too much any further because I know what the fuck he is. You know what he is, right? We said what he is. We He is what he is. And we ever told everybody, if that dude averaged 22 points a game, he's, look at his stats at 22 points a game or 22 minutes a game. I'm sorry, not 22 points. At 22 minutes a game, look at his stats at that. You know, People are looking all these minutes on a shitty team. And it wasn't a true representation of him. So I just think that's where it's going to go. I think people are just going to settle in, pretend like they didn't fucking say anything and just roll with the wind when it comes to those guys. And it doesn't leave many players on the roster to left criticized, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the Rashawn Holmes one, I got receipts for that one for sure. It just, dude, it was such a big thing. And, and at, and I remember me and you coming on here and in the moment that all that was going on those months that that was happening, I remember me and you coming on here and being like, what are people looking at? And it wasn't us. It was everybody, dude. You know, you're talking about like radio guys, right? Who are, you know, like Carmichael Dave coming, advocating, you know, uh, Cowbell Kingdom advocate 20 million, 18 million. Like that was a thing by everybody. And I remember coming on here and thinking, what are these people talking about? How do you not see that Rashawn Holmes is a role player? And if you pay him that you are going to fuck yourselves for the next four years, you know, you, like you said, even the 11 million or whatever he got is already hindering them. And I guarantee you if Monty McNair can go, can go back, he wouldn't have done it. I guarantee you, he wouldn't have done it last year, you know? And I just remember in the moment just thinking, what are people talking about? How can they not see this? I don't understand it. And, you know, it was one of the, you know, the day that he got signed, I remember me and you came on here and it was very satisfying. It was just like, dude, thank you. Fucking thank you. The Kings, you know, it's not the Kings of old, right? Monty McNair's not the, not the Kings uh, front office of the old. So, um, yeah, but people won't revisit that, dude. They, like you said, they just act like it never happened. But that is, you know, I, I do, you know, we'll revisit this again. I, I do want to see De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes and see how people uh, react to those guys and what the tone is really, you know, by Christmas time. That's, you know, me and, all, me and you always say basketball gets going in December around Christmas. And uh, that's when the, the takes start coming out. So we will see, man. But I, I don't think that, you know, I, I uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say it. Let's go. Keep yeah, well, keep it moving. I'll, uh, De'Aaron Fox on that one because you kind of lumped him into two guys. So I think people. So there, what we have there is we have two guys who people haven't criticized or even over, uh, you know, I don't know, over applauded or over hyped or whatever the case. And Harrison Barnes and Holmes. But the one with with Fox, I think what you're saying, Ryan, is that people have 
been really critical of him over the, especially over the last year. And so for that one, it's, it's the reverse of kind of what you're saying, right? That well, maybe people will back off of him and finally not, you know, it's maybe he's not the problem, especially if he does average 27, 26 points a game. It's like at some point that that's, that's a really, that's kind of, I guess that's a little bit special <laughs> when a guy hits that mark, like look at 22 points a game. Um, you know, okay. Some 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 guys have done it back. In the, what, what, who was it? Didn't didn't like Mark? Was it Ryan? Was it Marcus Thompson? Didn't he average like twenty points a game or Marcus something? Marcus Marcus Thompson is the writer for the Athletic. My bad. What, what who who am I? What am I trying to say? Marcus Thornton. Marcus Thornton, bro. See, I, I can't remember shit. I I said it a little bit. Marcus Thornton. He averaged twenty points a game, didn't he? At one point. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So my point is that he averaged 20 Marcus Thompson. He is the fucking writer. For that. Like, um, so, you know, he averaged 20 points a game for the Kings, but it was a shitty team, but 20 points a game. That's not, that's whatever, but 26, 25, 27, that you don't accidentally fucking do that. You just don't. So at some point, like he's not the problem, but you know what? People will find a fucking way, Ryan. They will find a way and they'll say, well, he's not making anybody better. What the fuck does that mean, man? You know, that's that's what they say. It's like Twilight Zone. Like, that's going to be the take. Well, he doesn't make anybody better. He only does his stats. But sorry, I'm going to say, hey, John, John Morant does that this year. And his team, like, literally fucking goes, wins like 90% of the games without him. But, you know, no criticism there. So I guess the team can't it's be true. shitty. The team can't be shitty. And then the takes will come out when the team's shitty. Irrational takes come out. People say crazy stuff. Motherfuckers get blamed. So that's the cycle. And especially for being a Kings fan, I think. 100%. I mean, the other other players on there, probably not. I mean, Sabonis, is, Sabonis has such a high uh, floor, you know, that he's it, he's going to go out there and pretty like Sabonis is never going to have a time where he's going to be just points are down, not rebounding. Like, motherfucker is going to rebound and get some points, get to the line regardless. But... You know, you, you know, a player that I think that's going to frustrate Kings fans and, and I'm glad he's here and a lot of people wanted him for the last few years. I think Malik Monk is going to frustrate people. I think he, he's, he's a player that he's trigger happy, dude, you know, and the guy, the guy can hit threes, but Malik Monk will go in a streak, dude, like a buddy healed over seven streak, dude. And I think people are going to, you know, could, they're going to get frustrated Malik Monk. That's, that's something that I want to see too. What, what is you know, if Malik Monk gets off to a slow start to start the season, right? Because you got to remember, he had his career year playing with LeBron James. Okay, how many guys in NBA history have had career years playing alongside LeBron James? Goddamn, Mo Williams was a fucking all-star playing next to LeBron James, okay? Like, that that's what people got to, you know, you got to realize this stuff. So, um, and I, I think Malik Monk's cool. I, I think they do need, you know, I think he's going to be a good player, but... I think people are going to be frustrated with Malik Monk, and I'm I'm interested to see the tone if the guy comes out to start the season, doesn't shoot the three ball very well, and you already know he plays negative amounts of defense. So that is one player that people have been advocating for, and like, hey, we really want this guy. We should he should start. He should do this stuff, and I think he's going to be a frustrating player. But people have to understand it's the same thing with Buddy Hield, right? You get what you get. You get the good and the bad. You know, people have to respect that three-point shooting ability. So he, it, even though it's not showing up, even though he's 0 for 7 or all this stuff and he's not playing defense, he's still affecting the game spacing-wise, and people do have to respect that trigger. So uh, that is the one player that I'd say signee that came in this year that people loved, and I think he's going to be frustrating as hell. 
That's a good. That is a good one because he is like a, he is like Buddy Hield in, in in a way like that. But um, yeah. the the thing he, is, he, is that he, he pulls the trigger, bro. He's a trigger. The thing is though is that he's he's not. He I don't know. He might not. I don't really know. You know, initially I thought that the Kings were going to. Um, I, I thought the starting lineup would be different, but it's just, I don't know what they're, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know if they're going to start kicking me. That's why I kind of, I'm holding off on making such bold takes. It's really, I don't know. You know, initially my initial take was, I don't think that Keegan Murray's going to start. And I think that they're going to go a little more on the veteran side, but you, you know, I don't know by the time the season comes, a lot of things could change. And so my point is, is that if Malik Monk ends up uh, not playing like starters level minutes he's only playing like 18 minutes 17 and it, I, then the criticism won't be it'll be more like uh that's where guys become more like the fan favorite so it could go either way it could go either way where he's more like a fan favorite just because he he'll randomly have like 30 points and he didn't start or it can go the buddy Hill way where people just get frustrated but um that yeah. that's an that I'm is interesting saying people to watch are out be for frust- people are going to be frustrated with him dude because he's a trigger puller dude and you get the good comes with a lot of bad, you know, but I'm, I'm all for it, dude. You need them trigger pullers. Me and you've been saying that for a minute. You need that guy that can come off the bench and just score points. And you're getting that, you know, they got Terrence Davis, Davion Mitchell, and Malik Monk. That's three guards off the bench that aren't scared to pull that trigger, dude. And it's fun. Cause when those guys get hot, man, they get hot. Remember that game last year where Terrence Davis went off for like 35 hella randomly and it's like that's that's the shit. If you got three guys who can do that off the bench, that's fun, man. But it you know the good comes with the bad, and it it's gonna be frustrating at times. And I'm actually excited, you know. I, I'm looking forward to seeing people's takes on Malik Monk, and you know they just they saw last year him average 14 points per game for a Los Angeles Lakers team that had LeBron James. You know, uh, even though they weren't very good, he played a lot of minutes next to LeBron James, and any you know that guy. Like I said, he makes role players into borderline all-stars and, you know, starters into into all-star starters. So uh, it's, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. I was going to do a Kingsland rapid fire segment because that's what we talked about adding to the show. But I'm scrolling through Kingsland and there's there's not a but there's not shit, Ryan. A lot of people aren't posting on there. So uh, I'm going to scrap that. But I am going to give a couple shout outs. Uh uh, we did get tagged this week. Casey tagged us. Tanvir, thank you. Daniel Utter. Um, hey, he listens to the podcast, Ryan. He's tagged us on a lot of things. Um, looks like he got married. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the dude give Daniel a shout out because he listens to all of it. Uh, comments. So congratulations on getting married, Daniel Utter, out there and supporting Kings Cast. Appreciate that. Um, besides that, light week in Kingsland, but things are always gonna pick back up. Um, and there's always more things to talk about. So I can't wait to get back on, Ryan. Uh, I like the morning podcast. It was fun. Um, I, I like that. So, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact and be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan, where we're active, um, including our group, Kingsland. Check that out. Join before the season if you want to interact with our Kings fans. And if you want to support the show, please slide down after the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or slide up on Spotify to leave us five stars. It does help us find more Kings fans just like you. And if you ever want to check out our past episodes, you can always do so on the Believe Podcast Network where where we are, the Sacramento Kings signature show on the network. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. Kings.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.